everybody welcome to pretty scary pretty scary hey i'm adam todd brown hey i'm caitlin cut we are your damn hosts just like every week every week every damn week every fucking week we gotta do this Ah. you know the uh summer vacation in vegas the griswolds that whole situation the damn tour joke still really funny oh yeah yeah. Welcome to the damn tour. I'll be your damn tour guide. Genius. <laughs> it is. It's brilliant. Funny. I love those movies. Yep. Me too. Caitlin, how's it going? Um, clearly I've been watching the Griswold family vacation series. Um, I'm good. I've had a good, I had a good, uh, movie week. I watched a couple really good movies. I watched Antebellum. I watched Antebellum as well. It affected me. It messed with me. I liked it. There's a black mirror episode about that, but. Oh yeah. No, there's, there. <laughs> to call back to our first episode there's a black mirror episode about it right but it really like got me i don't really know why the well i mean i could venture to bet but that, that movie i thought about for oh, like the whole day after i watched it a lot it just upset me deeply yeah it was pretty creepy it was creepy you kind of figure out what's going on really soon yeah but it doesn't really bother you because it's like this is awful <laughs> I don't, I want to spend as little time in this world as possible. Thank you. Can I recommend a horror movie to you if you have not seen it? Yep. It's on Shudder and it's called Host. Oh, I loved Host. Host was probably the best horror movie I've seen this year. It's so much better than it deserves to be. It's Host is great. It's 56 minutes long. It all takes place on a Zoom call. And like that's a premise that's been done before, but I think this is the best version of it. it it's, it's so insanely good. It's so good, and it's a pandemic movie, which is fun. They turn they turn that shit around real quick. The blanket scene. Great. Oh my god. It's really a fun movie. I, I watched it a couple like when like the weekend it came out. I watched yeah, it. I've watched it three times. I like it's it so, so much. good. And then the other thing we watched this week that I really liked was the third day with Jude Law on HBO. Oh yeah yeah yeah! I watched the first episode of that. So good. It's a weird show. I know. I'm excited about it. It's like got some Wicker Man vibes. It's got some like broad church vibes, which I'm very happy about. I'm excited. Yeah. Have you watched Lovecraft Country? Oh, yeah. So good. So good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've got some like problems with the editing on that show. They've got, they're a little abrupt sometimes, but it's a really entertaining show. Yeah, like, it is. super entertaining. So obviously our topic this week is not movies and TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really not. It's not. We're just getting some chit chat out of the way. Me and Caitlin haven't talked in a week or so. We haven't, and I don't see anyone ever, so it's nice. Yeah. So you get to be in on our television and movie conversations. You lucky jerks. Seriously, tweet at me. What do you think about the things I said? I want to know. Yeah. Tell me if you've seen Host and tell me so why good. why it's your favorite horror movie of the year just like it is mine one of my favorite twitter interactions this week was somebody asked what the patreon level is to go to disneyland with you and me <laughs> we should set that up and i would never charge anyone on top of the daily fee of disneyland ever so yeah just let me put that out there it's pretty spendy but yeah no, pretty you spendy get the, boo. you would get the magic of hanging out with us yeah, I would just be so blown away that people would go to Disneyland on purpose to hang out with us. And when everything's opened back up, I feel like this has to be a thing. Yeah, we could have an Unpops outing at Disneyland. What are they going to do? Stop us? We'll show Nothing up like now. those yippies in the 70s. Who yep, almost, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We could get some kind of group discount at Disneyland. I don't know what for, but... We'll figure it be, out. Could be good. So our topic this week... Clearly is... Clearly is a a weird internet phenomenon that happened back in 2008, 2009, called This Man, basically. Or have you ever dreamed this man? Do you remember when this happened, Caitlin? Oh, yeah. I do, too. I was in college. 
And this is the kind of thing that on the surface, it's very creepy. But I remember when it happened, I remember hearing about it and just thinking, well, so what about that? So what if a lot of people are seeing the same face in their dreams all around the world? Like, you know, we're we're occupying the Middle East right now. (laughs) And uh, is this guy going to fix it? No, I don't care. Well, here's what I'll say. What I remember about this man uh, is it was kind of the first thing that took flight, first conspiracy-like thing and paranormal-like thing I saw really spring up and blossom on Facebook. Because this was truly like, I mean, I think I had gotten my account in 2008. So right around this time. This was right around that same time. And I, I almost wonder... Like with it being what it ends up being, I wonder if that was kind of the point. I wonder if feels like it. This was meant to see exactly how marketers or whoever else could harness the the power of social media, which was just really becoming a thing at the time. And boy, did they harness it! Harnessed it good. Like we said, this first surfaced online in 2008, gained national attention in 2009, and it's basically what it sounds like. There were allegedly all of these reports of people seeing the same face in their dreams all around the world. And again, very weird on the surface, especially the picture of the guy. (laughs) It's not... I just I want to just start by saying this concept is very complicated for me to even wrap my mind around because really like that guy yeah that's the, that's the guy not like maybe someone that looked taller or yeah you not would- as like bureaucratically inclined I mean he really it's a weird it's such a aggressively normal looking face that I have a hard time imagining a world in which people aren't projecting onto this sketch. Does that, does that statement even make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's too normal for me to believe that everybody dreamed this face. Yeah. The thing I've seen pointed out about the face in particular, and I don't know if I even put it in the notes cause I'm not a good host, but the face, if you look at it, it has everything like the top half if you look at it that way the guy looks old bottom half of the face he looks young like the eyes there's no color to them so they could be the eyes could be any color like it's it's got all of the characteristics that could possibly be on a face all in one face it's very convenient it also just looks like somebody who's never been on a date yeah he looks like a real schlub yeah i mean he's like maybe the internet's first incel also yeah he he looks like he looks just, like the superintendent of your apartment building. Yeah, like you can see his like button up short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Already. You know what I mean? Like the brown pants. Yeah, he's got the brown pants. He's wearing New Balance shoes, probably. Oh, yeah. Although yeah, but new, but old. like old ones, not old. not like exactly. Kawhi Leonard New Balance no. shoes. Yeah, he's had the same wallet for a long time. That now I've had the same wallet for a long time. I don't know if you dreamed that if or if you just knew it, but this guy, I'm sorry, also has had the same wallet for a long time. <laughs> but it's like a canvas wallet. Oh, right. Yeah. I've had mine cuz it's sturdy and it lasts. No, this guy just doesn't utilize his wallet that often. Yeah, he's he's not a looker. No. His, his eyebrows no. are OOC. And by they that, need, I mean out of control. They need some shaping. They, they, he's got a I real, he's got a real Oasis vibe to his forehead area. Yeah. He looks like the kind of guy that's really leaned into social distancing. And we'll, like, we'll obviously post a picture of this on the website. How funny would it be if we didn't just find it yourself? You assholes. We kind of don't have to, but we will. Yeah, I mean, because once you see him, you'll be like, oh, they they described him perfectly. Yeah. And you've all seen him in your dreams anyway. So there's, there's that, that too. There's that too. Why couldn't he look like Patrick Wilson or something? That's what I don't understand. It's like, this is the guy that's in our collective subconscious, this guy. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't say good things about humanity that no. we all threw our collective memories of faces into a <laughs> pot and stirred it up. And this is what came back out. <laughs> In a world where the Mona Lisa exists. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a men's rights issue, if nothing else. We got to get a better representative of this man out there He's in the world. 
this guy, he just looks like somebody that dies serving a drink in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Like, <laughs> he's a mess. He's he's a whole mess. And uh, I mean, sorry to face shame, but this is an ugly motherfucker. He's. It's not even that he's ugly. He's just like the. You know what it is? He's the most forgettable looking person for seen. So how is he so recognizable? I don't understand. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever recognized a face in a dream in my entire life. You just kind of know people are there. I have. I, I have. But this guy could literally be anyway. Let's just get on with the episode. Let's let's get into it. According to legend, the story goes like this. And there like there are some plot holes in this story. Let me tell you, it starts with this. In January 2006, a patient of a well-known psychiatrist in New York draws the face of a man that has been repeatedly appearing in her dreams. On more than one occasion, this man has given her advice on her private life. The woman swears she has never met the man in her life. The psychiatrist leaves the portrait on her desk, clear HIPAA violation. Another one of her patients recognizes this man and says that he often visits him in his dreams, but that he has never seen this man in his waking life. The psychiatrist sends the sketch to her colleagues that have patients with recurring dreams. Four patients recognize the man from their dreams, and they all refer to him as this man. But, but I saw this man. That's that's not how you would say it. Like, there was a man in my dream. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's, a, that's a weird... That's a weird detail. Explain to me how anybody would refer to a person they saw in their dream as this man. Yeah, specifically. Well, it could just be the psychiatrist hearing them go, oh, so I saw this man in my dreams. That's my point. And they're like, oh, okay, so his name is this man? Like, what? No, I just said this man. I just saw this man. A man, a dude, duderino. And people should have known something was fishy right up front with this story. Because for one thing... Well, who's the well-known psychiatrist? (laughs) I was going to say, like, I'm a well-known psychiatrist, too. Yeah. And if this thing really had, if a well-known psychiatrist found something like this and sent it to her psychiatrist colleagues and they were all like, yeah, us, too. This shit would have been in a psychiatric journal immediately. Mm -hmm. There would have been papers published about this. So, so to kind of like contrast this, there's another similar thought um, about a man named Seth. Have you heard of the Seth papers? No, a man named Seth. We're going to, we'll do that next. But it, it came, it, I found out about the Seth papers at the same time I found out about this man. <laughs> um, there are some similarities I don't want to spoil it if, in fact, now I'm very excited. It's just now occurring to me that we need to do an episode about, about that whole thing. But this, this kind of phenomena, you guys can't see, but theater of the mind, I'm using a little quotation marks, really spread at, at this point. And you can tell that this story was pre everyone losing their mind because of what Adam is pointing out just by simply leaving it as a well-known psychiatrist. It's just, it's not going to fly right now. Yeah. We were, we were all still feeling our way around the internet a little bit when this happened. And yeah, I think our, our fake news radars just weren't, we didn't have them. Yeah. They didn't exist. No. And so the, the way people found out about this is a website popped up called thisman.org and it had a a nonprofit. You can donate to this. Right. Exactly. It's a government organization. (laughs) And they also have a Facebook page that went up around the same time. And here's the thing, despite this being a known hoax, and we'll get to all the wacky ways the world finds that out. This page has 48,000 followers and there are still people to this day submitting stories of having seen this man in their dreams i saw this man who looks like a cpa in my dream (laughs) also i had a meeting with my cpa today and he looks a lot like this man but (laughs) this man this man this man you know the one not this man but this man this man this this one copy as of today over ten thousand people have reported seeing this man (laughs) in their dreams (laughs) every time you say this man 
What if it's a real guy and that's his legal name? His parents just didn't want kids. It's actually it's man with two N's. It's pronounced this man. <laughs> My first name is Thies. It's Thies. Thies Mon. Well, now it just sounds Jamaican. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Can you imagine you're so boring looking that even your parents just call you this man? <laughs> That's this guy. He's that boring looking. This man. He just delivered my DoorDash. So this group reports that every night throughout the world, hundreds of people dream about this face. <laughs> they said face this time. And the most recent post of a dream experience, September 4th of this year. Sure. Yeah. Still happening, Caitlin. So funny because his face is so stupid. (laughs) Like, every time you say it, just the idea of tens of thousands of people dreaming about him is so funny to me. It really, yeah. And just seeing that face and being like, oh, yeah, I know that face. (laughs) No one knows that face. It's so hard to explain, but once you see it, it's just like, wait, I'm sorry. Like, if it looked like Burt Reynolds, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. You dreamed about this man. Got it. But this guy is like, he just looks like he smells like cats. Like, it's just like. He looks like a less attractive Mr. Bean. (laughs) And that guy's not attractive at all. I don't even know his real name. That's how. But even, but at least Mr. Bean is distinctive looking. So if you, if you drew him and they were like, I dream about this man, I would be like, oh, that's a very specific looking person. (laughs) This man, this face could make it through LAX going undetected because of how boring this face is. Oh yeah. If you ran this through facial recognition, you'd get like 25,000 different results problem it sure is and it's crazy to me that i mean i guess it's not crazy because we see this all the time but this is one of those really early examples of something like this happening and it's it's proven to be false and people are like no that thing about it being false that's part of it the government doesn't want you to know so bad that this is fake and it's like you know me I love a conspiracy theory. That's what I'm saying. But like, what would be the point of this? I sincerely don't know. Like, I mean, okay, the point is so that everybody feels like we're connected by something. And I I understand the desire for that. And as I said, I've read up on other theories that are way more fascinating than this. Actually, we touched on a concept during our secret episode. There's the Abraham Hicks concept, a lot of similar things, like these yeah. voices that move through our subconscious, all these things. <laughs> this guy is such a schlub. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, we're better than this. That's what I mean. Like, I don't get it. Like, the same. <laughs> you guys got to see his face. You got to see it. Go to the website still exists. You can still go. The the flyer, there's a flyer you can download, and it has been translated into 30 different languages. Oh, God. So yours is probably in there. Print some out, post them around the neighborhood, see what happens. But if you go to thisman.org, you can see this man. And I was going to, I have in the notes some of the theories about why this is happening, but I feel like we should, before we get to that, jump to some of the dreams can we please they're my favorite part this is just a there are so many on the website (laughs) and this is just a small collection of them i fell in love with him from the very first time i saw him in my dream impossible even though if i think about it i must admit he's really ugly (laughs) and yet each and every time he sweeps me off my feet with his romantic gestures and sweet words. He buys me flowers, jewelry. He takes me out to dinner or to the beach to watch the sunset. I'm telling you, this is like the first incel. This is like... How come you don't want to have sex? I took you to the beach. I'm a nice guy. Oh, God. Now I'm going to lock you in my freezer. Here we go again. This is my favorite opening line. <laughs> This is a doozy of an opening line. Ready, listeners? I have never had homosexual relationships or even fantasies, but I dream about having sexing with this man all the time. Oh, bless you. 
trust this person. I must admit he has a lot of imagination and he pleases me. Sometimes when I wake up, I discover I have had a nocturnal emission. No, let me be really clear. I am not laughing. I'm not laughing at homosexual tendencies or nocturnal emissions. That's not what's funny to me. It's just a real loaded sentence in the beginning. And just picturing this man being really good at sex, that it's doesn't impossible. work out. Yeah, that, that doesn't line up at all. No, not at all. Let's I go. don't know what this man would be good at at all. If you look at this face, like, he's, what is he good at? He's good at showing up in dreams. <laughs> being so, like, hey, is there anything is he, for me to do? Like, hey, like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I can't believe this. Get out of my dreams. I knew I would be useless in this episode because of how funny I found this. I was reading these notes laughing to myself. <laughs> It's pretty damn crazy. Let's finish going through the dreams. Yeah. I dreamt this man was Brazilian and very handsome. He was a school teacher type with six fingers on his right hand. (laughs) He said if the U.S. had a nuclear disaster, go north. All right. Well, clearly this person's dreaming of a different this man. Yeah. He's dreaming of Indigo Montoyo from from Princess Bride. Because there's nothing handsome about this man. No. And how does she know about the fingers? All I see is the face. (laughs) It's six fingers. And he knew how to use them all. That's the face of a man with six fingers. (laughs) Actually, I would agree agree with that. I'll be honest. Yeah, that I I totally buy. I'll give it to him. All right, let's let's go through one more dream. This one's kind of long. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'll try to stay quiet. I dreamt of this man. He was following me through a park in the dead of night. I couldn't understand why he was following me, so I started running. He easily kept the same pace as me. He gave a small groan and sped up until he was in front of me. He put out his hand, stopping me from running. He pulled me close to him, but he only spoke 21 words. I still think about them every night. Here they go. On April 9th, 2021, go north. It's the only way to survive. After saying this, the man ran away. I tried to catch up to him to ask more, but I couldn't keep up. As I watched him fade away in the distance, I got a strange feeling. I woke up immediately after he left my line of sight. That's when she got a strange feeling? Yeah, that's when it got weird. (laughs) A small grunt and then he caught up is like what... It's like a weird side-scroll video game power move. Hey, <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Was he just like, oh, I got to chase you? Come on. I just remembered I could run faster, but I got to grunt first. <laughs> and the go north thing, apparently that's a thing he tells people all the time, is go north. And that's definitely not a, a detail that one person would just pick up and then uh, they put it in theirs and then people read these and they go, oh, yeah, he told me to go north too. Well, it's definitely not how dreams work. Definitely not. No, definitely not. We don't have any input into what happens in our dreams, except, yes, we do. Only, like, all of it. It's fine. And there are so many accounts of these dreams. And, uh, again, go to thisman.org, read them all. You'll probably have a this man dream of your own. I hope you don't, though, because, like, if you're going to dream, maybe make just have a cool dream this is not a cool guy what if he is though what if he's like in a band because then you can look weird he's not in a band all right have you seen this man would be a great band name though maybe he plays the theremin but he is not in a band (laughs) well that's creepy it's it fits hey do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves yeah you do but chances are You don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, 
Those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free, no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. So the website lays out a few different theories as to why this might be happening. Let's let's talk about a couple. Sure. There's the archetype theory. According to Jung's psychoanalytic theory, this man is an archetypal archetypal image belonging to the collective unconscious that can surface in times of hardship in particularly sensitive subjects. Mm. What comfort could that guy bring if you look at him? He does he just looks like he's showing up with more problems. I'll be honest. Yeah, and the people that have reported seeing him sometimes describe him as helpful and sometimes describe him as evil. <laughs> Whoops. So that kind of blows that theory out of the yeah. water. Uh definitely don't agree with this next one. Religious nope. theory. This man is God. Dreamers should follow the words he utters in their dreams. Eh. I mean, if that's God, it makes a lot of this messed up world make a lot of sense because he just he's not a very creative person. Yeah. What if God was one of us? And he's not because this man is not part of anything. This man is not one of us. He's not. He's a nerd. <laughs> he's a nerd or Andrew Lloyd Webber, who he looks a lot like. Oh, my God. He does look like Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber. There's also the dream surfer theory. This man is a real person who can enter people's dreams by means of specific psychological skills. Some believe that he appears in real life the way he looks in dreams. Others believe that he looks nothing like his real life counterpart. Still others believe that this man is a mental conditioning plan developed by a major corporation. If by that you mean marketing, eh, probably. Yeah, but it's like the worst marketing ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it worked. It, it maybe I mean, okay, so it, he does kind of look like the personification of a jingle that gets stuck in your head, like the Empire carpet one. Right. Like that might make sense. Like it's so annoying that you're like, I remember this man. I, I didn't like his vibe specifically. Yeah. Are, are there are there people that can do this? Are there, Have we ever interviewed a dream surfer? I want to talk to a dream surfer. I hope they're I mean, just like regular surfers, like in all their mannerisms and sponsorships and things. Me too. I love, I love surfers. I'm, I'm, but I'm from Huntington beach. So I'm well, a little yeah. partial, but yeah, you're technically I mean, there are people that believe that they astral project kind of sounds similar. Yeah. Maybe we need to do a dream surfer episode. Dream surfer. Surfing on dreams. Surf me through the night. <laughs> I did it. You nailed that. I nailed it. A uh, dream imitation theory. This is a scientific psychosociological theory, which claims that this phenomenon has arisen causally. Mm-hmm. The, the website says casually, but the, the correct word there is causally and yeah. has progressively developed through imitation. When people are exposed to this phenomenon, they are so deeply impressed that they start seeing this man in their dreams. Now that I buy. Because yeah. that is that is how dreams happen. Like whatever yeah. you took in that day, once you go to sleep, your head's going to be like, let's let's write a story. Well, and also, you know, there's a pretty high correlation, for example, with things like sleep paralysis. Like the more you learn about it, the more likely you are to experience it, that kind of a thing. Right. And it at that point, that could very well make this sort of a real thing where like if enough people spent enough time fussing over this in 2008 maybe there are a lot of people now who see this guy in their dreams well yeah but the problem is the premise is based on the opposite thing happening that they independently had this dream and then i mean yeah i i mean dream dream imitation theory that's why you have dreams about i don't know john ham or whatever like that's how that happens but i don't yeah i mean if somebody was interested in the theory then yes that's what's happening but the other way around is what the theory like what the thing is so this is counterintuitive to me yeah well i i think it wouldn't prove this theory correct or true right but it would be a kicking off point or a jumping off point for something similar to happen where oh well yeah Yeah. now people are seeing him in their dreams but right before this they weren't i don't think they were i just kid this if it were any other face (laughs) 
<laughs> would believe you. So what's really crazy about this is how long people believed this because it yeah. first started happening. The, the website went up in 2008. The website claimed this all started in 2006. Around 2009, it gets a little bit of media attention. And then people start ignoring it, basically. And then out of the blue in 2015, Vice writes an article about this phenomenon. And they write it from the standpoint of, oh, this is a real thing. And we need to talk to this guy and ask him some questions. And they managed to track down the creator of thisman.org and asked him some questions. The man's name, Andrea Natella. And according to him, this man appeared to him in a dream in 2008 and invited him to create a website devoted to him to find an answer to his own appearance. Natella used facial composite software called Ultimate Flashface to create this man's identity, round shape, bushy eyes, thin lips, receding hairline. Um. <laughs> yeah, that app, I hope that app's been updated. Am I supposed to say something or is that, <laughs> is everybody kind of just picking up what I'm getting to? Because I, I, sometimes I feel as a host, I feel like compelled to speak, but come on, dude. According to him on the topic of his voice, people don't remember voices in dreams. Usually this man never speaks. Sometimes he just stands by a door. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, look, he's got an MO. Unless he's chasing you through a park, grunting, speeding up next to you, and telling you to go north. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes he's going to do that. Uh, He'll chase you down to give you some solid advice. Uh, Or sometimes, as described in this article by Nutella also, this man appears in nightmares in which he chases... That I believe kidnaps and sometimes kills the dreamer and then there's some dreams where he's friendly this guy's an asshole is this guy an asshole wait which one this man or this man oh okay because here's the thing about andrea nutella i'm gonna i'm gonna tell people something right now that make that might make him seem like an asshole uh this is all a hoax this was yeah all a hoax if you go to the vice article now and read it It opens with this. This sort of thing is encouragingly rare. We run a story. It turns out to be something that was debunked in 2009 and could easily be verified as fake with a single Google. A few people call us dickheads and the editorial team drown in their own tears, which is Vice's way of saying, oops, we thought this story was real and reported it as such. Oh, Vice. And as it turns out, Andrea Nutella is a marketing guy. He runs a website called Guerrilla Marketing, which specializes in subversive hoaxes and creates weird art projects exploring pornography, politics, and advertising. And here's a question. Is he an asshole for answering those vice questions as if they were, as if this was a real thing? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, I... I He's just, he was probably loving it. I mean, it's on them for, I mean, it's a news site. They should have researched, especially if it's something that's in the realm of the paranormal or unexplained. You can't just do that. And by 2015, we definitely had the internet search capabilities to do something like that. We were angry in 2015. So that's not a hard thing to be able to do. And, and should have come for, like, should have been at the forefront of their mind is what I mean to say. And all they would have had to do to figure out, or at least get some sense that this might have been a hoax, is if they Googled Andrea Nutella, one of the first things you stumble upon is a paper he wrote in 2012 that's actually very interesting. It's 28 pages. It's called Viral K Marketing. We'll link to it. But he very explicitly in that says that this man was a hoax that he created as a marketer and vice only needed to track that down and give it a read to know, no, we shouldn't cover this. I I have a lot of problems with vice in general. I I just say the, I don't know how many times they're going to be like, this guy just makes food and gets high. And this is a story. It's like, this is not a story. This is, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. And, who calls having fun vice except for federal agents? Like if Whoops. you're if you're getting Dennis Rodman into North Korea, I need I need to run a background check before I trust you as a legitimate news source yeah. and not just some government operation. I know. Like that's a lot of reach. 
And yeah, yeah. Who, and by people that clearly don't look into what they're doing. No, definitely not in this case. And like, I know that's a, I'm sure any writer or journalist could fall for that, but like, did they not Google anything about this? No. It seems like they didn't. Well, no, because they didn't Google their interview subject, which is like the thing you do. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the first thing you do, really. Yeah, before you call them. Yeah. Whatever. So, I mean, the whole thing feels stupid and not real anyway. <laughs> so, I, I mean, what a relief. But it is weird that people are like, oh, yeah, I've seen him. Like, people, oh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Well, it, it reminds me a lot of the Mandela effect, where what it really boils down to is people don't want to be wrong. Like, once you feel like you're in this big group and you all share this secret, it's hard to shake that once you find out that secret isn't real. Like, that's where people being like, oh, yeah, well, the fact that this is a hoax that's all part of it. Like they're just telling us that to get us off the trail. Like I don't understand. I mean, like I feel like there's such a great opportunity in a moment like that. Cause I've had those moments where you get to separate like, okay, this felt real. So I'll look into this part of it. And maybe this is just leading me down a different path now. Why is that a problem? Why does it have to be exactly what you thought it was? It makes no sense to think that you have the secrets to the universe. It makes no sense. No. And the idea that something like this would only be reported on the internet when it's a, they're talking about a medical thing. Like there's going to be sources to back that up if it's real. I mean, look, we, we know that, that we live in a world where, yeah, I mean, there's a really famous FBI report about them discovering different dimensions, like for real, like here's they, we've got different dimensions going. We found them and how the chakra system works and all of these things. So we do live in a world that, you know, filters out credible conversations about these things. Um, but it kind of goes back to my like theory or the, the, one of the rules I like to live by, which is like, I don't want to be part of a club that wants me as a member. <laughs> yeah. If I have figured this out, I probably should dig deeper because I'm not like that special. And even though he admitted that, this was a marketing ploy. He never explained exactly what he was marketing. And I think that is what makes this seem a little more mysterious as people are like, but why, what was the point of this? But it was probably just a movie. Like if you, there are, we'll link to a couple articles from around that time, but this was sold as a movie. The guy who directed the strangers, Brian Bertino was attached to direct and Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures was producing. And they bought this movie idea in 2010, which means for a couple of years, thisman.org had all this free reign to promote this as a real thing. And then, surprise, here comes a movie about it. And I think what makes this seem so weird and mysterious is the fact that the movie never happened. If that movie came out, we'd be like, oh, okay, so this is like the Blair Witch documentary that came out before the Blair Witch Project. Well, I mean, you could you could look at that from a couple different a examples. I mean, there are like, okay, a perfect example would be like the Warrens, right? They never admitted to it not being real. So that gives people an opportunity to capitalize off of their stories regardless. But if you've got a guy at the, at the center of a hoax saying it's a hoax, it doesn't work. Right. That's but, the problem. But he didn't come out and say it was a hoax until 2012. So way after the movie idea was probably shelved. Yeah, but I, I can imagine a world where when he was pressed for information, he just told the truth and then the deal fell apart. Yeah, it could be. Either way, someone was trying to get rich. Always. He has the proof of concept, though, to take to any marketing agency. He wins. Oh, yeah. He's clearly a great marketer. Like, I'm sure he's probably pulling other stunts out there in the world right now. How bizarre. Yeah. But it's sad to me how many people glommed onto it so quickly. And how many people have stuck with it. Like, people well, yeah. are still yeah. coming across this and being like, oh, I can't. I can't believe I'm not the only one. And it's like, you haven't seen this man. I would imagine that for different political think tanks and whatnot, that's a pretty lucrative data set to be able to sell. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're seeing it in the world right now with yeah. stuff like QAnon, where yeah. 
since the quarantine, QAnon Facebook groups have increased their following by like 600% or something crazy like that. And, and it's it's another, like, we've done conspiracy episodes about Pizzagate and about QAnon and about Frazzle Drip and all of that stuff. Like, yes, sex trafficking is a thing that happens in the world. There's no denying that. But almost all of the QAnon and Pizzagate stuff is so easy to debunk. Like it's so it makes me it's that and Sandy Hook are the two conspiracy theories that make me the angriest because they're both so easy to debunk, but also so potentially harmful to the world. And it's it's such a low intelligence level. It's just for stupid people. It really is. It just is. There's no other word for it. But they're. There has to be some value in being able to rally up the stupidest people in the world all on well, one side. I mean, the Simpsons do this all the time. The angry mob, you know, it's what yeah. it is. So one of the questions that I had about this is, is this kind of thing even possible? Because there's always been this uh, suggestion that you can't dream a face you've never seen. And someone actually asked uh, a bunch of neuroscientists at Stanford if it was possible to dream a face you've never seen in 2018. And the answer was kind of a combination of, well, one, we can't really be sure. It's not like you can take a picture of your dream and hand it to us. And so we can all see the face. And uh, the other thing that was crossed with was almost certainly not because this isn't how dreams work. Like your, your brain is taking in all the things you see and experience throughout the day Yeah, when you're awake. But when you're asleep, you're not getting anything. You're not taking in any information other than what's already bouncing around your dense skull. <laughs> so that's what your dreams are formed from, the, the things you've already seen. Not strange men with Oasis eyebrows showing up telling you to go north. As, well, look, as if Canada's I mean, going to take us in 2021. Maybe. Um, I mean, I have all sorts of wacky beliefs about what dreams are and what they can be, or at least I'm open to them. I really am. Um, I don't know that I, I just want to come back to the fact that it couldn't have been that, that man. Like, I don't No. Because the thing is, is when you think about the dreams, the faces that you see in your dreams is they're, they're distinctive, you know, like regardless of whether or not you've seen them, your brain latches on to like distinctive faces. And this face is the opposite of distinctive. So it's very hard for me to imagine everybody dreaming about this guy in the first place, which of course ends up not being true anyway. Um, I mean, listen, I think my, my ideas of what dreams are and, and, and what they can be and what they do. I mean, I think it's a, it's a conduit for you to be able to connect to your higher self. I think it's, it's a place where you can have spiritual experiences. I mean, and I don't think it's, it has to necessarily be rooted in anything like magic or, or the other realms or what, I mean, we know psychedelic drugs unlock something in our brains. That's very similar to what we experience when we sleep and, yeah. All of that, you know, you look at things like ayahuasca and the healing experiences people have. And at the end of the day, we're talking about the restorative capabilities of your subconscious and what can happen if you're having a relationship with that part of yourself on a consistent basis. But this guy, <laughs> it's not that. No. And I mean, especially once you look into the background and find out, well, this face was created with an a an app that apparently existed in 2008. So (laughs) definitely not the most robust app. No, no. And, you know, like I said, I, we can do a, an episode on the Seth, I think it's called the Seth papers came out around the same time. I found it to be a lot more compelling and a lot more interesting. And there's actually a commune in New York devoted to this thing still. Oh, okay. So it's a CIA operation. I get it. Yeah, correct. Um, That is my, That is my gut instinct when it comes to the prevalence of cults all around the world. Like after MKUltra ended, the CIA was like, well, we can't use hospitals and universities anymore. What can we use? Cults, communes, things like that. Like, yeah, well, they're definitely collecting interesting data sets also. There's no question there. Um, I never trust that ever, ever, ever. No, 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 no. You should. Are you watching The Vow? No. 
I mean, I've, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I've heard so good. much about Nexium so far it's, already. It's interesting. It's, 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 it's a really good look at how people, I'm, 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 I guess I'm forever interested in how people get wrapped up in occults in general, because I'm so sympathetic towards it personally. Um, I'm not sympathetic towards people like Marty Rathburn, for example, like in, there are, you know, God, there's so much to say. Because usually we end up learning about these things through high-ranking members who've already taken advantage of people and they're trying to pose themselves as the good guys, which the vow is doing a little bit of too. Um, Just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out at some point. But I I think what happened with this man, I think is kind of similar to a cult, but like an online cult. Like that we've seen so many examples. This seems like it might be the first example of this that happened on the internet where people latch on to this wild theory that is easily disproven, but now you're in a group and you have this connection to other people and you don't want to let that go even after you find out things aren't really what they seem. And you see that a lot with cults like even after a person realizes okay this is fucked up it still takes a while like you see it with scientologists where it still takes a while to break from that that connection you see it in marriages yeah this is it's a normal human thing to to be to have a hard time confronting a shift in your reality it's a normal thing that i'm very sympathetic to um you see it when people migrate out of major accepted religions you see it when you see people migrate out of political parties um when people become expatriates i mean it change is really scary it's incredibly scary and i think right now um we're seeing what happens when people have confused being informed with access to information, whether or not that information is vetted or not, is its own separate conversation. And then that's compounded by a, a change that's happening, I think, in the world. The way people see violence has changed. It's not as accepted as it used to be. I mean, that's a really big thought if you really spend time letting that roll around in your head. You know, violence still happens. Uh, war still happens. But if the average person is is a lot less okay with violence. And when world powers lose that in people, they have to rethink how they're going to control individuals, which is very fascinating. And that's what we're seeing right now. That's anyway, that's like my Reader's Digest version of what I think QAnon is and all these other things. Yeah. It's rattling up and firing up the last remaining people on the planet that have anger and bloodlust and, and things like that. It's, it's just not as many people as I think they think. That's my belief. Yeah, I I've definitely had that thought about QAnon. I think that's kind of the reason Trump rallies exist is these people need to get in a room and see other people like them because that confirms that, oh yeah, lots of people think the way I think. Look at all of us. We're all here, but it's such a small part of the American population. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, look at his inauguration. Like we can't forget. Like, you know, he got a lot of votes, but there was some apathetic voting. There was a lot of apathetic voting happening in his in his court at the time. And I I don't know. We'll see if it's there. But back to what we're talking about. Um, what's interesting to me about about this man is what you're saying, which is kind of the first you know, viral Facebook conspiracy that really did well that I can think of. Yeah. At least the first in the social media age. Yeah. Because when you look at like the slender man and all of these other things, it all has the DNA of, of, of this situation. Yeah. And I did find that quote about his face and (laughs) here it goes. The face of this man is an amalgamation of many common facial features designed as a catch-all to rouse a sense of familiarity. The hair is full and yet also balding. His eyes could be any color at all. His lips are partly full and partly thin. He has no distinctive race. His face shape is simultaneously angular and round. Cover the lower half of his face and he looks old. Cover the upper half and he looks young. These myriad common features mean that many people from all over the globe might find familiarity in his face 
and seek to perpetuate the viral nature of this man. I mean, it's an it's a really cool thing to be able to prove, and he did it. This guy, yeah, proved the point. Yeah, I mean, kudos to him. Like, uh, I hope he wasn't proving it on behalf of some nefarious government entity that has since used this information to start QAnon. But who knows? Maybe. <laughs> There's no way to know. How could we know? Uh, Ten years from now, we'll know. That's what I realize. <laughs> We'll know in 10 years. Yeah, when all the files are declassified and the right person files a Freedom of Information Act request, we'll find out about it. So I think that's our episode. I think so. We did it. We did it. We we should probably do a a bonus episode next week, but I don't know what it's going to be. Well, now I kind of feel like it needs to be the Seth paper situation. (laughs) I was going to do something else, but I feel like. Yeah, we could look into that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I'd like to thank uh, Unpop's listener, Amanda Murphy, who did a lot of the research for this episode. (gasps) Amanda, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to bonus podcasts at unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech or prettyscary.supercast.tech. Caitlin, do you have anything to plug? Just follow me on Twitter at Bossy Matilda. That's where I want to talk to people. And Instagram at Caitlin Rosecut. Oh, yeah. Follow this show on Twitter at Pretty Scary Boo. Yes. And also, um, I'm not really on Facebook very often. I'm seeing a couple of people try to reach out and comment and stuff like that. So just know I'm like, I have a profile, but I'm not using it. Facebook is for weirdos. Increasingly so, yes. If you're still using Facebook, you are in a cult. Like I think so. It is pretty bad now. The harmful aspects of Facebook are well known to so many people. If you're still using it, you are addicted at best, in a cult at worst. Uh, get off that thing. Yeah, leave us alone on Facebook. All right, let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. I love you. Oh, my God.